listening to Adoption, Fostering and Tea from the UK's LGBTQ plus adoption and fostering charity, New Family Social. Find us at newfamilysocial.org.uk. I'm Tor and this week I'm going to be having a cup of tea with RJ and Tom and talking about adopting twins. Hi both of you. Hello. Hi there. You are not far into your adoption, are you? Tell us how far in you are. So we've We've had our girls for almost 11 weeks now. Wow, so really new with you. And twins, roughly how old are they? Twins, so they're, they've just turned two. Gosh. So double trouble and t- terrible two, as they say. <laughs> yeah, times two. Wow. Congratulations. Fun, yeah. Yeah, well, thank you very much. It's It's been quite an adventure so far. 11 weeks has flown by, but mm. um, yeah. It's it's been great. I bet. Wow. Well, well, well done. Congratulations, and you're both upright, which is incredible. Uh, so well done. Um, and so we first met back at summer camp last year, didn't we? You came along as volunteers. Do you want to talk yeah. a bit about that and only say the good things? <laughs> <laughs> well, there's really nothing bad to say. Good. So. <laughs> Tom, to start. Yeah, summer camp was great. We actually used it as one of our um, volunteering experiences as we were going through the adoption process. And it's where we got, I think, more experience as volunteers than in any of the other volunteering we've done, just from meeting such a variety of different families and everyone being so friendly and um, sort of open and happy to to talk with us and to talk with anyone, really. Mm. Everyone was there to have a great time. And yeah, it, mm. it was just a, a great atmosphere and a great place to, to see real families doing what real families do and and to learn from them (laughs) it's just a good way to network with other people who were in the same situation as us and we've met a lot of good friends we still get to catch up and meet up with them from time to time that's right so that's good and yeah it's just really a good experience hence we're coming back this year as guests (laughs) yeah being a guest is a lot easier than being a volunteer (laughs) this time we'll help you carry your stuff (laughs) <laughs> yeah that actually i got a message from one of our friends who we met last year who's volunteering again this year and that's what they said they said we'll help you carry your stuff so we'll, we'll to that. <laughs> we have some insider <laughs> scoop <laughs> yeah. I when we first went and this volunteer turned up to help us carry some stuff and we got just the kids were just tiny and um i, I just I loved him. I was so grateful. I was thinking, oh God, we would have died out here if it wasn't for you. So that was really nice. Oh, well, I'm so glad you're coming back. That'll be lovely. Yeah, um, it would be nice to see you again. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and all different this year, a different place. So we're mm. just trying to actually plan all of that. We keep having conversations that go, yes, but how is this part actually going to work? Because it's not yet figured out. So mm. I don't know. I guess. I guess it'll be figured out or not. We'll figure it out on the day if we have to. (laughs) One way or another. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Wonderful. Thank you. So um, take me back sort of to um, the earlier part of your journey. You know, how did you decide that you wanted to adopt and how did it all go? It came up in conversation just sort of casually, really, uh, between us, um, the idea that we'd like to have children and we were actually thinking about this not that long ago and we couldn't put our finger on exactly when we decided mm. that that we would apply i remember uh, rj coming and saying here's here's some information i've read about adoption and it crossed my mind in the past but we'd never really spoken about mm. it and the door kind of opened to that conversation then mm. um at that time we were renting and we thought 
and we'd actually like to own our own house and things like that before we before we uh, enter into the adoption process but um obviously that's not an essential thing just for us it felt like the right thing to do and um and yeah we it, it sort of snowballed really didn't mm. it yeah, it's funny because in the first four years of us being together, we never talked about having kids, having a family. And then it just propped up when we got a mortgage. Mm-hmm. It's a four-bed house and there's only two of us and the pets. And then we thought, okay, <laughs> the you know, the perfect time to think about starting a family. And that's when I, we started researching about adoption. And that's when I started emailing um, different agencies until we ended up with our local authority that we went with because I've emailed quite a few. A couple of them came back to me with a bulk of paperwork to fill out. And I was like, "Um, I'm not even sure if, you know, if we want to go ahead. We just wanted to have a conversation, a casual chat. But then these, there's these two adoption agencies who sent like, you know, uh, formal paperwork to fill out for them to entertain us. And then, we attended um open a night. Yeah, I can't remember what they called it. It was it was sort of a like you know like session. Yes, yeah, that's the one. Yeah. yeah, the way that schools have open days and things. Yeah, it's a similar <laughs> similar idea, uh, where they just uh, inform you about what the process, process is like with them and what to expect, and we we took it from there. Yeah, yeah. I, I think they knowing that they were kind of holding our hands a lot and not pushing us down mm. a path in a certain direction that that helped a lot to you know I'm not sure where I was going with that did you feel welcome and confident or did you have any doubts that you might have sticking points in your journey for any reason we felt welcome because when we started I think we were the only same-sex couple in the group there was there were six couples all together in our prep group but we never felt like we were different from the others. And our local authority, the agency that we went with, they're really good. They're really approachable. Social workers really nice. They're very casual. Yeah. And they made us feel really at ease for the whole process. Yeah. You hear a lot from other people who've who've been with other agencies mm. and our experience compared to theirs has been quite drastically different mm. in, in terms of the way that we interact with our social worker and their expectations of us and things like that. Um, seems like some agencies are quite strict in, in a lot of ways that our agency is not, mm. but, and I don't mean that to sound like a negative, you know, like, cause you'd think you'd want them to be strict, but just, I think some, sometimes it sounds like other agencies are maybe just a little, more strict than ours and uh, <laughs> and, and uh, I don't know how we would cope with with that level of, of oversight yeah. and that level of kind of direction I suppose mm. uh, that other people have had it um, sounds like you found a good match for you in terms of your agency yeah definitely. exactly did your friends and family know what you were up to at that stage or did you play your cards closely to your chest at that point I think we kept it hush hush in the beginning when we were on stage one the that was four months of checks and everything. And then we only mentioned it when we were approaching the adoption, the approval panel. Yeah, I didn't want to get anyone's 
hopes up or excitement mm. levels up before it felt real uh you know it, it felt like we were going through the process because we wanted to adopt but until mm. i think for me until someone had officially signed off or mm. you know handed us the, the whatever document to say okay yeah now now this is actually official um it, it didn't feel like something i wanted to share uh, i think it might have put piled the pressure on us both yeah if friends and family were were asking us all the time so how's it going how's it going yeah, yeah i think that's one of the reasons why we also kept it hush hush because we mentioned it to a few friends and the questions that we got are like what are you getting are you getting a little baby are you getting things so they, they're not that familiar with the whole process yeah and it just felt tiring to be answering the same questions and explaining the process to you know not it's yeah. just not they 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 just don't know the whole process even when we were matched um, we mentioned it to a, a friend of our of a friend who adopted uh, but not in the country so they adopted from a different country and she said so can you return the children after six months wow <laughs> and it's like um because <laughs> apparently that's the condition for her like six she had six months to live with a child and then if she didn't like it then the child he, she can right it's sort of a fostering to adopt type arrangement yeah. but as a trial yeah. period was there's a there's an equivalent in the UK, but it's not the same. We, we would never kind of think of it that way. Yeah, gosh. <laughs> well, you're 11 weeks in, you know, you're not at six months yet. So, <laughs> um, so you went through that and then on to stage two, I guess. How was stage two? Stage two was all right to be honest, because some people say they find it intrusive. But with us, I think the difficult part in our process is that we had to pause for six months after stage one. Our social worker then said that we had to pause because Tom started a new job. So she said it's a big life event. So we have to make sure that he's passed his probation. Came stage two, we were allocated to a different social worker because our previous social worker took on another case because they said they're only allowed to have two two cases at a time. And I think it worked well for us. She was very friendly. Um, it's more like we were having a chat. The, she visited us for eight to ten sessions. I don't remember now. But it's like the highlight of our week, really. Oh, when she nice. comes. <laughs> And she come and then we have a chat. It's more like counseling <laughs> for us. And yeah. yeah. I think we it is kind of weird to have someone interested in in you and your interests and your you know the, the sort of the depths of your your yeah. your worldview and everything. And yeah. and uh it's sort of an odd an odd thing to be questioned on all of that and to be offered this chance to just, you know tell tell what you want to tell and no one's going mm. to stop you if you if you sometimes if I get going I, I'll just keep on talking and <laughs> they're never going to stop you so it's quite it's quite therapeutic in that yeah. way yeah I find it therapeutic that's really nice <laughs> <laughs> so, if that was fairly straightforward I'm, I'm glad for you and so you approached you'd been you know then you got approved and then I guess you started looking for 
children or child? And did you know what you were looking for? It's funny because um, even before we were approved, we were allowed to go to a play day. So we were approved in December. The play day was in November. So we went to that play day where we met our twin girls. Oh, okay. Back in so November. so, so Nativity not... Day, one of those where they bring the children who are available for adoption in. Okay. Tell me about that day and how it was. Oh, gosh. That's really like we went absolutely sure that we were looking for two boys, a boy and a girl, or but... a single boy. But not two girls. Okay. We left, we left feeling we, we, we really, really want to adopt these two girls because we've met them. Wow. And, uh, we spoke to the, yeah, the so foster we, carers and uh, we, we spent time with them and mm. it just felt so right. Yeah. And we went back to our social worker to say, can we change our criteria? Mm-hmm. Because she's already wrote it in paper that this is what we want. Like a sibling group of two, either one boy what two boys one by one girl but not two girls but then we met these two girls back in november during mm-hmm. the play day um so they couldn't give us or they, they couldn't give us their cprs at the time because we were not approved yet so we okay. had to wait until december i remember we were approved december 23rd wow so close to christmas Yes. And then on the day we were sent the CPRs of the children or of the girls. And then on the day we were traveling to Scotland to spend Christmas with Tom's family. So I remember reading the CPRs while Tom was driving and then we swapped seats. So he was reading one of the CPRs <laughs> while I was driving. So it's like a good Christmas read <laughs> for us. <laughs> kept did, us it feel, did it feel like a good match straight away or, you know, without giving information that's private to your daughters. Um, was there anything in there that was concerning for you or that wasn't perhaps what you'd anticipated? I think we're lucky that uh, that RJ has a medical background and a lot of the the, sort of the jargon that's used in, in the documents that we were given would not have made sense to me. And uh, RJ was able to pick through it and understand that, you know, the, the reality of some of what that was saying. Okay, yeah, because um, yeah, in one of the girls' CPRs, there's a mention of a medical term that may sound alarming to a normal person reading it, like say for um, somebody who's had a heart attack. So when you when you hear heart attack, oh, that's serious. But we tend to we thought of looking deeper into it and realize that oh, there are different levels of this condition, and the child has got the least level that has you know no long-term effects so that way we sort of still carried on still considered the match potential match at the time and yeah it was just really uh there there was still quite a lot of uncertainty because they can't ever be sure that Mm -hmm. you know there's going to be no no lasting impact from a lot of the things that are mentioned in the cprs but yeah we we approached it with a level head and just Mm -hmm. just with an open mind yeah and uh and and said okay so here's what we understand here's here's what we the information we can gather and if we put it all together is that off-putting enough mm. that we'd want to walk away and it never was it no. was always there's always like a reason to still consider i mean to be honest we also consider a different set of sibling yeah but we were really like go went back to this 
to these two girls from the moment that we met them. Because even the foster cares is quite magical, we would say, because they said the moment we saw you, we saw that there was a connection between you and the girls. Because um, they said you were the only ones who came to us, kneeled down on the floor and played with the girls. And then at the end of the play day, you came back to us to say goodbye. And then from that moment, we knew that you were the perfect match for them. Oh, what a lovely thing to have heard. Yeah. Yeah. Even after now, I'm getting <laughs> yeah, yeah, me as well. <laughs> we didn't know that, you know, it's palpable because we just went there, sat down on the floor, played with them. And then it's just, yeah, um, that was back in November. Back in November. And... and Many months later, we we have them. That's so <laughs> the girls were quite quite involved, and they they've had quite a, a, a sort of meaningful impact on the girls' early life and uh, the start their start in life, and um, and I think as time went on, and we we sort of appreciate more and more of the the level of input that they've had, and the, mm. the sort of the the degree of of their involvement. I guess involvement and and also attachment really uh, to some extent because they cared for these girls from a very young age and sort of nat for for about two years as well mm. so um it's sort of natural i think that there's going to be some level of attachment there mm. um and so more and more as, as we think about it and we learn more and more about you know what that looked like for them when we were just playing with the girls you know it's mm. it's very kind of heartwarming and yeah. yeah it gives you kind of fuzzy feelings to know that they they felt so so surely that we we were the right people mm. like that it's nice to hear, to hear that kind of feedback yeah. from people that is absolutely lovely and so um you also did fairly unconventional introductions didn't you so introductions would normally be over a couple of weeks with more contact each day but tell us how it went for you so we were approved in december and then we had just a quick matching meeting and then after the matching meeting, they then decided that we are the perfect match for the girls. And that's when they started to arrange the bump in with the girls at the foster care's house. But it's not really a bump in because everyone was supposed to go, like the link, the link worker, the children's social worker, and the family finder. But the foster cares pushed back saying, no, we just want, can we just have them too to come? Because we want their first meeting with the girls to be special. Yes. And so the social worker said, okay, yeah, that's fine. So we went in. That was back in February. We're not even matched yet then at the time because the matching matching panel was in February, some, sometime in February or May. Even, even before we were officially matched, we were seeing them once a week and then we sometimes twice a week we took them to their swimming classes and then on a weekend we go there take them to the park and then when we were officially matched we just had like a seven day introduction because they said we've already built that attachment with them so it didn't really but it was really only about four days wasn't it it was very 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 quick quick. Mm. um yeah they've we, it was on the Friday that we started, and we had them on the on, Thursday. Yeah, so Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Se- yeah, seven, seven days in total. Wow, so that is yeah. fast. But it sounds like the early part was very low key and laid back, and so on. Did that suit you both, or were you a bit chomping at the bit to get through it? 
Well, <laughs> yeah, I, they allowed us to to go and see the girls prior to us being officially matched. I think there was a strong feeling that it was a good match, and um, they were sort of quietly confident that that would work out the way that everyone wanted it to. But on top of that, we'd already met them, yes. and so and we'd spent time with them, so they, they didn't see any reason why it would be sort of problematic for us mm. to go once in a while and uh, just spend a bit of time with them. Um, the, the foster carers took them to swimming, so we joined and went swimming once in a while. And yeah, I think I think the fact that we'd met them already mm-hmm. um, was the, the key the key thing there. So yeah, by the time it came to the official uh, introductions, introductions <laughs> <right. Yeah>. uh, <laughs> by the time it came to the official introductions, it felt like yeah, this is all just a bit annoying now. <laughs> there's all these formal, you know, time frames, and you know, there's a schedule that we had to follow, and it all felt a little bit unnecessary. You know, we we already we already knew a lot of the things that we were supposed to be getting out of that introduction. Yes. So you know, um, you know, you couldn't say it was all a waste of time because there was a lot to learn still, and and the the foster cares were really good, and they they have still been very good. We've stayed in touch with them, and they're very good at sort of uh, supporting us when we've got, had a question here or there or want to borrow a you know travel call or things like that yeah. they're, they're quite <laughs> they're quite quite um they're quite on it but yeah I mean there, there was a lot to learn there but but at the same time it did feel a little by the time it came to introductions it did feel a little bit labored and a little bit you know mm. overthought and it almost like a box ticking exercise that, that you know we had to go through it because it you know it has to be done officially in a, in us in a certain way. Yes, you know, with the with the girls' interests at, at the heart of it. Mm. But um, I suppose it has to follow some level of a framework, and it, it felt a bit like a framework at, at times. I think. Mm. Yeah, I can I can absolutely see that. And so, what was it like becoming full time parents of twins in one go? And twins are age two ish as well, which is you know they're called the terrible twos for a reason because. You know, yeah. kids who are two are hard work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. People always say, oh, they never stop. You know, when people come to visit, they say they never stop moving. And we don't really have anything to compare it to. So I think that helps. Yeah. Um, you know, it's it's our level. So, you know, that's our, our point of reference. So, yeah, it's a full-on job. <laughs> but we were warned by the foster carers that raising these two children are is like a teamwork. And that's what we're doing. Um, yeah, it's, it's, they turned our lives inside out, but mm-hmm. they think they're better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And also we're just really enjoying the moment with them because I remember, um, when we were, when they first came to us, Tom's sister sent us a card saying, congratulations on becoming a family. There's a phrase there saying the days are long, but time is short. So that sort of got embedded in my head, like. Yeah, that's really, you know, something to think about. These girls will not be like two for the rest of their lives. Yeah. So Make we're just enjoying yeah. the, the moment, really. And yeah, even though there's still a lot of uncertainties because they're part of it is because they were severely premature. Mm-hmm. They were born severely premature. So they're quite de- the term used by the medical advisors that they're slightly delayed. Yeah with their developmental milestones, but they've been proving all the professionals wrong so far. And 
every day we're seeing big changes and progress and yeah yeah they've been being, amazing being mm. lots of expectations that people set um sort of sensibly lower uh <laughs> um, but they they smashed them and, and some of the medical professionals have, have seen them since birth and they can get quite emotional themselves to see mm. how much progress they've made and it's just lovely to to know that there's this huge number of people mm. that, that have been around the girls and been a big part of mm. their lives that you know when we when we weren't there and um and they sort of pop up from time to time and and you sort of learn from them mm. you know what it means to them for the girls to have made so much progress mm. and, and uh and we get to watch it every day all the you know the the progress towards for steps and the yeah. and their language developing and mm. things like that we get yeah. to be such a big part of that so it's mm. actually really it's, it's lovely to be part of and mm. it can be difficult they they do cry and scream and kick up a fuss about absolutely nothing at all but <laughs> but we only what, really what do you what do you expect <laughs> <laughs> i love that about thinking about the other adults who cared you know at the time because there are so many there are so many people in the life of an adopted or foster child who kind of go beyond what they have to and who try really hard and it's like you know it's not it's not the same as the love from a birth parent would have been but it's lots of little acts of love I think and so for my own son his his heritage is Muslim and one of the social workers who wasn't directly involved but um that guy was a Muslim we've never met him but he did this birth ritual with my son and sorry I'm getting slightly choked up as I say because it's such such a nice thing to have done you know that he kind of he wasn't directly involved he went to the hospital he did this birth ritual thing and it it was just sort of really touched that somebody was bothered enough and that somebody cared enough and that somebody sort of valued his heritage enough you know and so so yeah all those little tiny acts of kindness I think it's kind of worth cherishing those because you know our kids come to us having been cared for by lots of people and I guess Personally, I'm just dead grateful for all those little acts of love that were put into my son before he became ours. You know, I'll pull myself yeah. together now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just really an emotional part for us as well because mm. before the girls moved in with us, we were introduced by the foster cares to the people who were part of their lives. Like there are respite foster cares that they stayed in for a week. Yes. There's a lady who came who looked after them for three days. There's a box of memory box from the church group that they went to. Uh, stuff bunny from the quote-unquote auntie that they met in a playgroup. So it's just a collection of stuff. Yes. And I was reading the cards and, you know, it's just difficult not to be emotional because they've in the two years of them being alive they've touched so many hearts yeah it's it's so like nights, every yeah. single thing is a reminder of how loved they are by so mm. many people and so some of these people are people we've never met we ne- never will yeah. and um some of them are people we've, we've we have met we've bumped into some of them um and yeah it, it's mm. it is a it's such a nice thing to know that they have been so loved and mm. um it is also it's it makes you feel like that's the torch now that you've got to to carry. Mm. And yes, same as in the matching panel, one of the main questions were asked, why the girls? Why do you think you're the perfect match or parents for the girls? And I remember my answer saying, they have had a really rough start. And, but then they've proven a lot of people wrong. They're tenacious little monsters. Those are my (laughs) exact words. (laughs) 
want to be part of their lives and we want to make their life we want them to live their life to the full whatever a full life looks like for them so that was my exact words and everyone in the room was like (laughs) 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 i said okay see you we'll we'll be back with you in a minute and then you know um they they got back five minutes later yeah yeah even now i'm feeling you know emotional looking back to that day because even before the matching panel, the foster care sent us a song. That's um, right. Yeah. There is a... Today... Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yes. I know. Um, it was like a Take That song, I think. Yeah. Um, and, it's, and it sounds really cheesy and really corny to be sent it, but, um, you know, I can't remember the name of the song, but it's about this being the greatest day of our lives. Yeah. Oh, I know which song you mean. Yeah. And, uh, and it's just like a lovely little thing that, Touch, yeah. that they, they did in advance of, of our um, panel meeting. Um, so just nice. Just to sort of support and to, to, to sort of kind of put that, put that, you know, what's the word for it? I don't know, put that post in the road or whatever to say, like, this is, this is where it begins. Like, this is where the, the your future begins and, um, and we're here for you and we want that to happen. And, Mm. yeah i mean it's just i can't remember what your original question was but this is very nice to sit it's so nice because um you know when we do summer camp every year and i think i was counting i think this will be my 12th one possibly 11th one and um to see kind of people come and volunteer and then come back with their children and then to see those children growing each year it's just magic you know and you sort of that whole thing about it takes a village to raise a child and I always feel a bit like that at summer camp that it's like we're all in this together and we yeah. form this community for those few days in one place and it's so nice and I'm dying to meet you girls it'll be lovely so yeah, yeah, hello. yeah I remember also last year in the camera summer camp there's a couple who apparently volunteered the previous year with no children and then they came back with mm-hmm. three in a van uh-huh. full of stuff. I remember helping them <laughs> load their van. And they were, I don't know what happened, but we're here with three children now. It's like, oh. <laughs> yeah, there's one guy. And for a while, every year, he kept coming back with another one. And then on the final year that I saw him there, he's not been for a while. I'm, I can't imagine why. But um, he got five. So he got this baby hooked under his arm. He was hammering a temp peg. I was like, wow, you're a hero or crackers. One of those two. Oh, <laughs> It's so exciting to sort of hear your update and things. And, um, you know, if you want to come back on the podcast in, say, 12 months' time and just let us know how it's going and all that, I'd be absolutely thrilled because, you know, you're so early into it and I'm just thrilled for both of you. So yeah, it's a pleasure to come back and yeah. give you yeah, the, and the girls. Yeah, give us the rundown. <laughs> I might call this episode Tenacious Little Monsters after you said that. <laughs> fabulous well listen thank you so much for your time it's lovely to see you both well thank you it's been great thanks for thanks for having us i'd like to thank my guests today rj and tom if you enjoyed this podcast please leave us a five-star review and share it with your friends follow us on twitter at lgbt adopt foster and on facebook search new family social all one word visit our website at newfamilysocial.org.uk Adoption, Fostering and Tea is produced by New Family Social. The presenter was me, Tor Doherty, with music from Matt Doherty. The producer was John Jenkins. We'll be back next time with more guests and more tea.